You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's do this, everybody. Matt Derry with you. Locked on Lions on a Monday on the Locked on Podcast Network. Monday, August 30th, and a cut down day tomorrow, Tuesday, August 31st. Some cuts already made today by Detroit and General Manager Brad Holmes. We'll get into that coming up momentarily. Tell you who's out, who's in, some surprises. Plus, our guest today from Sports Illustrated, SI Media writer to the stars, and I love him on the SI Media podcast as well, Jimmy Trena. We'll be our guest today. We'll talk all things broadcasting, the NFL, the Lions, and who will be calling their first game, Nate Burleson, all of that with Jimmy coming up momentarily on the show. We're brought to you by the Locked On NFL Podcast, which is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. Follow Locked On NFL today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter. You get the pod there every day at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. First things first, the Lions have gotten rid of nine guys. And look, we're recording this this afternoon. There could be more. The team needs to get down to their 53 by tomorrow afternoon. The current roster sits at 70. Dan Campbell said today, They wanted to practice today, give guys one last opportunity and see where this thing goes. But one thing's for sure, they're going to be adding a wide receiver and they're going to be adding maybe one to two offensive linemen because today out of nowhere, the Lions waved injured both Tyrell Crosby and Dan Skipper. Skipper got hurt in the preseason game Friday against the Colts. Crosby's been hurt, but that's a guy everybody thought would be the first offensive lineman off the bench, a swing guy that can play tackle and guard. So the Tyrell Crosby era is over in Detroit. And Campbell made a point of saying today that, hey, we know we need to add some depth on that offensive line. Because currently right now, you look where the Lions sit on the offensive line. Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Ragnall, Vitae, Panay Sewell, Matt Nelson, Tommy Kramer with an E. Kramer, get out of here. Evan Brown, Logan Stenberg, and Darren Paulo. So they've got to add another offensive lineman. As far as the wide receiver situation, not a surprise. I don't know why people are so surprised today by this. Oh, the Lions cut Brashad Perriman. Oh, my gosh, he was one of their top free agent signees. What did I tell you? What did I tell you when they signed him? They could, they, they gave a one-year flyer to a guy that has bounced around the league and isn't good. I don't care that he's Brett Perriman's son. He can't catch. And he had a few drops Friday night against the Colts. Brashad Perriman isn't a good football player. He might reunite with Jameis Winston in New Orleans because that's the one guy that got him the football when they were in Tampa Bay. But other than that, it was a bad signing by Brad Holmes, guaranteeing him $2 million. I was never enamored with this signing and not surprised in the least uh, that he was released this morning by the Lions. Bit of a surprise, Mike Ford gone. The cornerback who... Has had his moments, it has played pretty well, can play in the slot, can play outside. Mike Ford out at cornerback. Also let go Elijah Holder, Evan Heim, uh, Victor Bolden, Damian Ratley, two more receivers, and nose tackle Miles Brown. 
The roster currently stands at 70 players. Tim Boyle's having thumb surgery. He's going to be out a while, so it's basically Jared Goff and David Blau. Running backs currently on the roster, Swift, Williams, and Jefferson. Iguabuike, the uh, Godwin Iguabuike, the former linebacker turned running back, has turned some heads. He's here for now. Diedrich Mills, Craig Reynolds, Jason Cabinda. The receivers currently still around. Tyrell Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, Quintez Cephas, who looked good Friday, Tom Kennedy, Geronimo Allison, Sage Surratt, and Javon McKinley. Folks, there's nothing more to be said than that is the worst wide receiver room in the league. It's not even close. I'm not just talking about the NFC. I'm talking about the entire league. It's a struggle bus at wide receiver. And if I'm the Lions, I'm picking up the phone and calling the agent for JoJo Natson, ex of the Browns, who got released today. That's a speed burner who might be able to help the team. The Browns are loaded at wide receiver and had to get rid of Natson. That's a kid that you might look at. Tight ends right on the roster now. Hawkinson, Fells, Mack, and Wright. Mentioned the O-line before. D-line, as of now, Brockers, McNeil, Hand and Williams, Anzarike, Penasini, Strong, and Hector. One to two of those guys should be gone tomorrow. On the edge, Flowers, the two Oquaras, Augustine Marlowe, C.J. Moore, and Jalen Elliott still around. And the Lions still have two kickers at the moment, Randy Bullock and Zane Gonzalez. That is right now as of 5 o'clock as I am recording this pod. This team needs help at wide receiver and they need help at offensive line. Uh, And Dan Campbell made a point of saying today that they are going to add offensive linemen. Quick thoughts on what I saw Friday and what I saw uh, on uh, Sunday as well with the 49ers. We'll do that coming up next, and Jimmy Traina to follow. Uh, First, though, folks, what about our friends at North One? They're better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. At North One, they allow you to manage your money from anywhere. Whether you're at home or on the go, everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect, like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North One is an FDIC-insured account that can save you both time and money. North One integrates with the accounting software you already use, Saving you hours of manual bookkeeping, and with North One's envelope feature, you can automatically budget and save for things like rent, payroll, taxes, and more. With North One, you'll never pay overdraft or NSF fees again, saving you hundreds of dollars per month. To get started, go online at apply.northone.com slash locked. That's A-P-P-L-Y dot N-O-R-T-H-O-N-E dot com slash locked. North One, business banking, uh, banking made for America. And hey, Matt Derry here to tell you about betonline.ag. If you had money on the Tigers today against the Twins, uh-oh, yes, Minnesota beat them. Alex Colomay got the save. Get out of here. But you can get it back tonight. Gambling on more baseball, whatever you want, at betonline.ag. we got football coming up this weekend. College football games Thursday night, the Ohio State game in Minnesota. Put some money down at betonline.ag. they got all the updated odds. Props and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, they got everything. Football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite favorite Vegas casino games. If I could talk, that'd be great. 
Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, couple of thoughts on the preseason. Number one, the Lions went winless in the preseason. The Jacksonville Jaguars won the other day. So the Lions are like the last winless preseason team over the last three years. So congratulations to the Lions on that. That's number one. Number two, PFF had Panay Sewell as the lowest rated offensive performer for the Lions their first three weeks of the preseason. Well, they're only three weeks of the preseason. Keep an eye on Sewell for next week. These next couple of weeks are going to be very critical to get Panay Sewell up and running. He hasn't played football in, 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 in two years. I get he set out last year at Oregon, all of that stuff. But he must perform better. And number three, folks, the Lions are like seven and a half, eight point underdogs to the 49ers uh, coming up next Sunday. Not this Sunday, next Sunday. I watched a little bit of San Francisco yesterday taking on the Raiders. The Niners are loaded. They're loaded. Their pass rush is ridiculous. You got the linebacking crew that is so good. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm jealous of some of the guys. You watch Bosa and these guys coming off the edge. The, the, the San Francisco is loaded. All right? They're really, really good. And now, now on offense, Garoppolo and, and, and Trey Lance are, you know, going in and out of the game. They got Lance running RPO stuff. They got Garoppolo and Lance on the field at the same time. A lot for Aaron Glenn, a rookie defensive coordinator, to have to prepare for. A ton. Then you throw in Trey Sermon, the rookie running back with Mostert. I think the Lions are in big trouble week one. Big trouble. Because you're going to prep for Garoppolo thinking Jimmy G's the starter. Then here comes Trey Lance on a second and two running an RPO play, keeping it himself. There's a lot of weapons on that San Francisco team. Debo over the middle. Um, Lions, you know, wondering about Swift's availability. Hawkinson will he be healthy. The wide receiver room is is a trash dump. And San Francisco's coming in. Whew. Uh, it's it could be a long, long, long afternoon for the Lions. Fred Warner is so good. Oh, my gosh. I was just watching him against the run, against the pass, and in the middle there. for the that's you know I always talk about linebacking play and how disappointed I was in Jared Davis for years. Then you watch a guy like Fred Warner play for the Niners, and you just go, my goodness, that dude is a beast. So, look, I get it. You know, if you go to betonline.ag right now and look up the line for the Lions and the Niners, it's tough. I mean, what are you expecting? We know what to, what to expect. <laughs> pain but to me that line is going to move even higher in my opinion we're talking seven and a half right now the Niners and that's a lot of points to be giving on the road but San Francisco is really good I expect that number to go eight eight and a half as we get closer to next week I really do uh it's, it's how I feel about it I think the Lions are in big trouble in week one big trouble all right, Jimmy Trena from SI. Coming up next, we'll talk about the broadcast teams for the Lions. Uh, coming up in week one with Fox, Joe Buck, you know, Get You Ready, and Nate Burleson. We'll talk about all that with Jimmy coming up next. Hey, our friends at DirecTV Stream are with us here on Locked On Lions. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. 
and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for everything else. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and the get a great way to finally get your TV in one place, and that is Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And hey, you know what I had for breakfast this morning, folks? Get me started with my day. None other than a Built Bar. Oh my gosh, the best tasting protein bar like ever. Nine delicious flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. The best. I love them all at Built Bar. Dot com. Go there now to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. They're the best-tasting protein bars in the market, and most of the flavors have just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar. What more do you want? Start your day off right with a Built Bar. LOCKED15, promo code for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I'm back on Locked On Lions. Matt Derry with you, our guest today. I'm a big fan of this guy, and uh, we're meeting for the first time, and I appreciate him giving us a couple of minutes here. Jimmy Traina, you may hear the SI Media podcast from time to time, where he has excellent guests on. Traina Thoughts at SI.com, uh, media writer, and does a great job, and that gives us a couple of minutes today on the show. What's up, Jimmy? Not much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing well. You just recently had Nate Burleson on the show. And if you recall, yeah. and no one no one really knows this, I think Nate got his stardom started here. The pizza incident, wink, wink, and a few other things. But like, what a superstar. He, I thought he was great on your pod uh, last week and now leaving kind of the football scene except for Sundays. What do you think? Right. Listen, it's a no-brainer move, as we discussed on the podcast, and, and I appreciated Nate's openness about it. You can't compare what CBS Network is going to pay you compared to the NFL Network. It's just, you know, he's probably making, you know, 50 times more than he was making. And it's also, listen, it's a big-time job. There's three network morning shows say what you want about network tv but people still watch those shows today's show good morning america cbs this morning so for him it was a no-brainer and i think you know he also gets to still do the football he's going to still be on the cbs pregame show every sunday uh he says he's still going to be doing some things with nfl network so he gets the best of both worlds here he did good morning football for five years so that's a good run so this was a no-brainer all around i think um for nate you know, it, it's interesting because here in Detroit, certainly the Lions are going to get a lot of the D, E, and F teams. When it comes to Fox, you talked a lot in your, both your columns and your podcast, but I hear the, the broadcast teams and, and, and all of that stuff. I believe it's Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez for week one when the Niners come to town. Should Lion fans get, you know, should they get disappointed that they're going to be getting the, the bottom run guys? And, and, and how do you view it in terms of, you know, like a guy like Kugler, and here's Mark Sanchez going to be doing his first game, and it's going to be the Lions and Niners in week one. Well, you always get the A crew on Thanksgiving, so there's a positive. Um, right. <laughs> you know, listen, uh, yeah, you should be disappointed you're not getting the A or B team because that means you're not good. 
And that's really what it comes down to. Right. Markets play a big role in it too, though. You know, the Jets and Giants have been good here in New York, but they, you know, the networks will maybe give them a better level of broadcast crew just because it's the New York market, the Chicago market. Um, that's a little bit of a factor, but yeah, if you're good, you'll get good. You'll get the A and B team. But here's the thing. The, I, I think CBS has a lot more depth when it comes to the, listen, the first two teams for both networks, Nance Romo, Ian Eagle, Charles Davis, CBS, uh, Buck and Aikman, and then Kevin Burkhart with Greg Olson this year, which is which nobody knows how Greg Olson's going to do in the booth, so that'll be interesting. Right. But those crews are going to be good. And then it's after that where it's really your personal taste. And um, I think CBS has more depth. I think their, their lower-rung team, teams are better than the Fox team, so maybe that's a little bit of a problem with the Lions. But, you know, it's really about how you perform on the field. If you can surprise some people and play well, you'll get better broadcast crews down the line. Jimmy Trainer with us from SI, the SI Media Podcast. Please subscribe and check out his work, uh, the interviews he did with some of my, as you can see, I got the Syracuse gear on. Uh, McDonough and, and Ian were incredible. I've known Ian over 25 years. Uh, there's not a better person. So That's I true. love that uh, when, when you needed a pinch hitter, you just call on the bird man and he gives you a little raftery. Well, he would have, you know, he would have been on soon anyway, <laughs> just because now with NFL kicking up, you know, I want to get a lot of the NFL people on. So, um, but we just, you know, we got him on sooner maybe than I would have, you know, had him. Let me cut you off. Yeah. See, here's, here's, here's another thing. And, and, and you and I are so built from the same cloth. You don't even know this yet, but like Steve Levy's doing Monday night football. Okay, let and I'll I'll say it. You don't have to. I think he's terrible. Okay, I I, I think he's good in the studio, but it's like, why is Ian Eagle the number two guy at CBS? And I know he's kind of waiting for Nance. If you were pushing him on the pot about the Amazon stuff, but like Monday Night Football, they can't get it right. They can't get it right. It's it's every, you know uh, they try like the uh, you were talking the other day about the ESPN studio for NBA. They can't get it right. Here's Ian. Like Ian should be on Monday Night Football. What what? You know, I, when, when, I've always, I've always wondered why, listen, I mean, I, the answer is Ian's got a good thing going with CBS. He's, yeah. he's got, you know, the number two broadcast crew with the NFL. He does the NCAA tournament. Um, they let, you know, and then it's sort of CBS and Turner, you know, he does the NBA with Turner. He'd have to give all that up, obviously, to ESPN. Now, the thing is, I think Ian would shine at ESPN because they have every sport. He's so versatile. He could do NBA at ESPN. But he's going to be blocked by Mike Green there. Um, yeah, he could do Monday Night Football for sure. Um, I don't know if they'd use him elsewhere. But he's got a good thing going there at CBS. I wouldn't ever be shocked if he ended up at ESPN one day. Um, you know, and I think ESPN wanted stability with the Monday Night Boot. That's why they didn't make a change this year. They've had a lot of change over the last four or five years. So I think they were very adamant on, you know, getting um, Levy and Riddick and Greasy another year. I don't know how long that's going to last because they do <laughs> seem to like to change that booth all the time. But, you know, and I think I just resigned with CBS, so he's not going anywhere for a while. Tell me what you know about the Peyton Manning, you know, piggybacking this MNF thing. I'm not one to switch over like, uh, a few Sundays ago, I'm an Indians fan, as you can see, and we played the Angels. 
And I switched over to that kids cast and this kid's going to Syracuse actually didn't do bad. I can't listen. I can't handle a rod. You and I are on the same page on that, but like, I'm not one to flip back and forth, but yet I I'm probably going to give this Manning show a shot. What can you tell us about what it's going to be about? I think you just summed up what most people are going to go through. I think everyone's going to give it a shot. I don't see how you don't. The curiosity factor is there. It was just announced right before we started taping this. They're not going to have a host. It's just going to be Peyton and Eli together. So now that adds another layer to my sort of fascination with this is, you know, to not have a host. And this will be on ESPN. This will be on ESPN two. Yes. Got it. Everything I've heard behind the scene, you know, what, what people have to understand is this is not an ESPN deal. This is a Peyton Manning deal. This is being done through Peyton Manning's production company. Hmm. Peyton Manning is calling the shots here. I'm sure ESPN wanted a host. And I guess I would assume Peyton didn't like maybe the suggestions from ESPN. And now they're going to do it without a host. From everything I've heard, you know, I, we, I talked about this with Jim Miller on my podcast last week, and I've talked to a bunch of people off the record behind the scenes. Everyone says Peyton's great. Peyton's going to be great. Test shows have been great. We have to see. I, if you want a traditional broadcast, though, or you want the announcers to tell you what just happened on the play and down at distance, and he's not, they're not going to do that. It's going to be, you know, a bar conversation. I don't, me personally, no matter who it is, take out the names, Peyton and Eli. I'd, I'd rather just give me a traditional broadcast. I don't need a talk show. Instead of a broadcast, but there are going to be plenty of people who are going to enjoy that presentation. I think it's going to do very well. Locked on Lions, Jimmy Trainer with us, SI, a media extraordinaire, uh, writer, and, and, and podcast host. I, I assume the Lions don't have any Monday night games this year. No, week two uh, against oh. Green Bay in Green Bay. Okay, there you but go. And you're right. It's it's Sundays at one o'clock from there on out. Right. Unless you get to Thanksgiving well, and they somehow get flexed, but they're not going to get flexed. The other layer in this Peyton Eli telecast is they're only doing 10 weeks out of the year. I would assume they're doing week two. I, I don't think they would take a week off that early. So you'll get also it. It's also Aaron Rodgers. I would right, hope they would right. do that game. Yeah. But they're only doing 10 of the 17 weeks. Keep that in mind. You just had Joe Buck on. Um, I never understood the hatred. And when Joe's voice was really bad and he was going through that voice problem, the Lions played the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas and they somehow won. And Calvin Johnson had like 200 such, such yards receptions, 200 yards of receiving yards and two touchdowns. And Joe's voice was bad. Like he was like touchdown Megatron. Like he couldn't talk and everybody's just blasting him on Twitter and, and on social media. I, you know, what, what, what kind of reaction do you get? Like when you had him on the pod, do people still hate him or is there, are we past that? It's very bizarre. It's, it's actually gotten into bizarre territory because now what's become a thing is there are a lot of people who say what you just said. I don't get the Joe Buckate. I don't get the Joe Buckate. There's a lot of people that think that, that many people just hate Joe Buck because that's what they're supposed to do. It's been a Twitter thing. If, if you're watching an NFL game, what about now, 2021? If you're watching an NFL game on a Sunday afternoon at 425 and Joe Buck and Trey Aikman are calling it, and you don't think Joe Buck is giving you a top-level broadcast, you're, you don't know anything about broadcasting. Maybe you don't like a little bit of his humor. That's fine. You know, personality. What? He is an excellent, excellent broadcaster. Um, so I think a lot of it is 
one, people were miserable. Two, he was hated for a long time. Three, people remember things like when his voice wasn't good. Right. The, the rap on him it used to be he didn't get excited during plays. But if you if you if you could if if you took someone who has never heard Joe Buck ever before in their life and put that person in front of a TV and gave him a Joe Buck game from today, I, I don't see how they can think anything but the guy's an excellent broadcaster. I just don't. He did uh, Tigers Cardinals 06 World Series and obviously had that St. Louis. Everybody know, knew where he's from. Yeah, yeah. So Detroit fans were like, oh, God, you know, he's going to he's going to hate on us. And to be quite honest, the Tigers got smoked in that series. It wasn't it wasn't Joe Buck's fault. Um, well, see, my thing with that is this is where I, I think sports fans are just lunatics. So you have a Tigers Cardinals World Series. You know, Joe Buck is from St. Louis. His dad did the Cardinals games. He did. So, like, you go into it knowing that okay, that's the history there. Why are you getting upset by it? Like, it, it'd be one thing if it... See, I have a bigger issue with, you know, there are broadcasters who may protect certain players or coaches or managers because they have the same agent. But like the Joe Buck thing, you know he has a Cardinals background. So you go, you know that going in. So just deal with it. <laughs> right. I'm it's not like he's them. trying to like hide it and then, you know... He's not rooting for anyone. The guy's history with St. Louis can't change it. It's the way it is. Final thing for Jimmy Traina. Um, you mentioned before just about you know NFL broadcasts and maybe Fox, maybe CBS having a, a deeper bench than Fox. Um, how do you think they're going to handle this whole taunting thing? Um, this is. I don't think fans are ready for this, Jimmy. I think. I think it's going to cost some team and some game. And look, well, the Lions have been screwed so many times. The Calvin Johnson, uh, is it a catch, not a catch thing? The the penalty flag in Dallas in the playoffs years ago. Uh, yeah. the, you know, the, I think Lion fans need to prepare themselves for it, even though this year the, the expectations are very low. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. All hell is going to break loose when there's a game-affected fourth quarter 15-yard penalty. What Joe Buck told me on my podcast, though, did make me – think the situation may not be as bad as we expect because what he had explained, and I think the players will grasp this after one or two weeks, but he said two things though. He said, one, they're going to call this. This isn't going to be like, Oh, we did it in the preseason. We'll let it slide in the regular season. The NFL wants to do this. But what he explained to me is that what they, what they want to eliminate is the face to face taunting. Mm -hmm. So if you turn around or turn to the side and you, you know, yell and scream, maybe, it's not going to be a penalty. What the NFL is trying to crack down on is face-to-face. So I think that's something the players can easily get used to and adjust to after maybe a week or two. And then I, I'm hoping it won't be um, a big issue throughout the season. Jimmy, real honor to uh, talk to you. Thanks so much. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I appreciate fun. it. Jimmy Trainer with okay. us from uh, SI, the SI Media Podcast, here on Lockdown Lions. More on the final 53. We'll do that tomorrow here on the podcast.